The following content was sure to wash its hands for no less than two happy birthdays or at least one chorus of Caught in a Rapture. Start the show. Yep, two happy birthdays. Dude. Uh my hands are one so one caught in the rapture. My hands are so dry and peeling right now. Man. It is insane. What's that? I said my hands are so dry and peeling right now. It it is insane. From all the washing that I have to do. Man, I got dishpan hands out like a motherfucker. <laughs> like it is ridiculous. Uh, I should have I should have stocked up on as much lotion as they told us to stock up on hand soap and hand sanitizer. <laughs> nah, I, uh, I, I can be niggas plus free. information plus alcohol equals opinions. While black, your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. I am D Randolph. My cuticles are shit. <laughs> Hangnails out the ass. Man, I'm telling you, they all, all the hand washing. Nobody, nobody warned us that the apocalypse, that the apocalypse upon us would would start with dishpan hands. Yeah, yeah, that's where we are. That's where we are. Um, I led the ashy revolution many, many years ago. Uh, I'm now reformed, and now I have relapsed into ashiness once again. Real talk. Um, I, it, it, it's crazy, man. Episode eight. Well, oh, first of all, this is episode eighty-four. Yes. Uh, we are not far from the hundredth. Hopefully, we'll be back in the free world for the hundredth. <laughs> I, I pray we are back in the free world for the one hundredth. I, I do not want to be. I do not want to be just wasted by myself in my room for my one hundredth episode of my podcast. I don't <laughs> want to do that. Um, but it is looking, but it is looking like whether we like it or not here in Texas, we've made national news because, uh, Greg Abbott is leading the charge to, uh, reopen society. Um, y'all which ahead, y'all go ahead and do that is a terrible idea. We, we still don't really know where we are on the curve, so to speak. And you know, granted, you know, if if it it looks like it looks like we may have avoided the worst of it, but we don't know. With that said, y'all can go out there if y'all want to. I'm still gonna chill in here for a minute. Well, well, you know, and I am too. I agree. I am too. Um, but I guess my other thing is that there are people that want to reopen society because they want to go they they need to go back to work right um and because they they, you know i was looking on twitter under the hashtag reopen texas and a couple of people were like man y'all don't like it but one way or another not everybody is finding themselves immune uh to having bills to pay and yeah they only they've only given us 
uh, $1,200 to work with. Which really is just, you know. it's basically just a payday loan. I mean, we don't, have, we don't have to pay it back, but it's basically just like a payday loan. Don't really and, do anything for you. You know, so it, my thing is, oh, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. That was it. I was just saying, just don't really do anything for you. It, it, at all. And people, <clears throat> this is why I'm, this is why all the people getting mad at people that are out or that want to get out or, you know, this, I'm not, I'm not mad at them. That's like being mad at the symptoms when you should be mad at the disease. Mm. I'm not mad at people for um, having for wanting to uh, get back out there and, and make money to feed capital this capitalist society we live in. I'm mad at the system that put them in this position. Right. Um, because if the econ, there were so many problems economically with the inequality with the um, income inequality um, that this was all a house of cards that COVID just came in and blew over very easily. Yeah. And and hopefully over the last three or four weeks or however long it's been, um, hopefully those businesses that have had to shutter their doors have been making plans and, and looking at contingency plans to to eventually reopen with increased safeguards in place. So I'm hoping at least that that's been the case. So if they do decide that they want to reopen everything, those businesses know how to do so in a way that's, that's most responsible. Uh, either way it goes, they need to chill on sporting events and concerts for, for a hot second, for a hot second. I agree. I agree. And and the thing that people have to keep in mind is that they're only they're only re they're only reopening some some restaurants. Um from what I understand there's gonna be like no more than five people together at a time. Huh. And and yeah, right, this it's not like they're opening the club back up. <clears throat> that means black people, you're not you gonna know, be able to come so, in with a party of eight and tip like a party of three. It's not going to happen now. Right, right. So it's happening in, it's happening in increments. Maybe not, maybe increments should be a little, a little smaller, but uh, Greg, the, the whole thing is we fucked this up to a point where let's be honest. The leaders are scared of looting. Very true. Enough broke people, and you only gave them twelve hundred dollars to work with in the first place. That's just enough money to go buy yourself a weapon and get to looting. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's, I'm, that's true. That's just enough. That's just enough money to get me get myself a good Smith and Wesson. Damn, that's true. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Hopefully, this is hopefully we're not the new New York. I don't think that's possible. Not gonna do it. Um, I think we're past that. Yeah. Um, I, I think at this point, uh, we like I said, we've avoided it 
I, I think at this point we've avoided it for the most, you know, for the worst of it. But this is also the time to exercise the most caution so that you don't undo whatever progress you've made in this time. Like, still be reasonable about it. Right. Um. So hopefully y'all are social distancing. Hopefully y'all are washing your hands profusely. And um, hopefully you keep all this in mind when it's time to vote in November. Mm. Mm. Um, so uh, I understand D. Randall wanted to give flowers to somebody this week. Uh, yes, and please don't uh, assassinate my character over this one, y'all. Um, I wanted to give my flowers to Mike Sanko, the governor of Nairobi, Kenya. Uh, granted, uh, Mike Sonko might be uh, coming up on some corruption charges. That, that you know, that may or may not happen. That's what happens with politicians. But uh, recently, he distributed some COVID nineteen care packages to uh, a lot of his constituents in Nairobi. And within these care packages, he also included small bottles of Hennessy. Uh, the logic behind it is that he he was advised that because Hennessy contains alcohol, that alcohol acts as a throat sanitizer and could potentially kill the COVID-19 germs if they are latent somewhere in your throat. Now, mind you, this is not throat backed up sanitizer. by... Yeah, throat sanitizer. This is not backed up by any it. actual medical study or, or proof... <laughs> Let's get that out there. But I appreciate the gesture. And I, I wish more of our leaders would do the same. Uh, if, if, if you wanted to bestow good faith in your communities, among your constituents, give us Hennessy. Mike Sanko, you're a real one. Sanitize thy throat. 100%. <laughs> oh, man, That's hope... the name of this podcast, by the way. Sanitize thy throat. <laughs> There we go. Right. Um, let's see. Humans ain't shit. Um, did I have a humans ain't shit? Oh, I do have a humans ain't shit. So this is now. Now this week's humans ain't shit is coming out in the uh, wake of Kenya Barris's new project coming out. Uh, black as fuck, y'all. Now, let me just say, I have not watched uh, this program, and I have no, I have no inclination, I have no want to watch this program. I know I keep up with a lot of black stuff on on TV and on Netflix or whatever, but that's not going to be one of them. King and Barris doesn't entertain me at all. Um, now, having said that, the responses have been mixed. But when I say the people that hate it, really hate it, to the point where, like, they're telling people you don't love your blackness if you if you like this or if you watch this. A friend of mine called it dry, boring, and anti-black. It's Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm. They call it Curb Your Enthusiasm for black people. Mm. Which I'm kind of offended by because I kind of like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, I love that show. Uh, 
It's the only thing I'll. It's the only thing I'll ever watch with JB Smooth in it. <sighs> JB Smooth is not funny. He's tolerable. He's tolerable. Yes. Um. I. On the funny scale, I'll put him as slightly less funny than Gerard Carmichael. Um, <laughs> I still haven't decided if I think Gerard Carmichael is funny or not. <laughs> um, I say all that to say, um, the polarization behind some of this content, I really want the people that like it are getting banged on because according to movie snob, movie and TV snob Twitter, they just like it because it's black. Y'all, blackness is not a monolith. There's no one way to be black, so there's there's no use in trying to pin us down to if you like this thing, this measures this much blackness. Now, if you want to have a discussion about um, the anti-blackness in Kenya Barris's content, that's one thing. But trying to trying to figure out the consumer, stop telling me that I just like black shit because it's black. I wish someone would try to tell me that. I wish, I'll show them my Fandango history just to prove them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It, it's just it's a silly thing to put off on people now one there are gonna be people people are wearing shirts that's quote Issa Rae is saying I'm rooting for everyone black so I yes there's gonna be as long as what, as long as Tyler Perry is black that shirt will be false to me I, I, okay, I have to agree there because there are a couple. Um, as long as Steve Harvey has a career, uh, that will be false. Uh, as long as Amanda Seals has a career, that will be false. There are some people I'm not rooting for. Um, but I say that to say, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair to say that one. I know, I and I know that black journalists are in a in a position to where they really want to get down to the Roger Ebert of some things and uh they're trying to get Armand White the fuck out of the paint. But look I don't think it's fair to put that off on the consumer. If you have a problem with black content, take it up with the content creators. Yep. We certainly do. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Queen and Slim came out and they roasted um, Lena Waithe to no end. It's possible. So if you have a problem, if you have a problem with the content, stop putting it off on the consumer of the content. And and as we discuss this, uh, I want to read a quote from a friend of mine who is a very good actress who I've worked with recently named Candace. Um, she made a post, um, I think today, the day of this recording, that says, I look forward to the day when there are enough black programs with a wide variety of topics and characters so we can just choose what we like and don't like without having to make every black show bear the impossible burden 
of catering to every single black person or else become somehow guilty of betraying the race. And to me that, that, that sums up a lot of this in that for most, for most television programming or movies that I watch, most type of programming that I watch period, I'm allowed to just say, I either like it or dislike it and then move away from it. If, if, if it's a, if it's black programming, and I have any type of opinion on it, whether positive or negative, I am always expected to justify that opinion um, because I am black. And to me, I, I think that's that's the part that kind of sucks about this. And that I'm like you, and that I, I don't have any intention of watching black AF. I still haven't decided if Rashida Jones is fine enough for me to want to watch it. And uh, <laughs> a few people whose opinions I respect have both said that they that they don't like it so i'm i'm just i'm just not really inclined to like it but, but um, to watch it but i'm i'm not going to i'm not just going to outright diss it because i haven't seen it but i also feel like as you know as a person i have a right to decide whether or not i want to watch something and that's regardless and that's it it has nothing to do with whether or not it's black content my reason for not watching it has nothing to do with it being black content just like my reason for not endorsing anything by Tyler Perry has nothing to do with his blackness. It just has to do with, I don't like his shit period. So, so, so people got to get off the dick when it comes to black people and black programming in general, as you said, we are not a monolith. Um, as much as we believe there needs to be more representation, we still have the ability and we still have the right to accept or refuse those things that we either like or are not interested in. We still have that right. It, you know, right. it can work both ways. We can still demand more representation. We can also not like everything that's given us. So y'all got to figure it out. It ain't our problem. 100%. And, 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 Randall said it, and that is an amazing quote because it is the God's honest truth. The thing is, I and 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 that that quote hit on the thing that I'm always saying about I want us to get out of the mind frame of every piece of content having to be the answer. Yes. That's all things to all black people. That's the seminal black work. Yes. Because that's never going to be the case. There are people that still rail on Black Panther. <laughs> I, I mean, those people. I I don't I don't have those people in my life. <laughs> uh, uh, hopefully, you don't have those people in your life. But there are people that rail on Black Panther don't that don't like some of the messages that they felt like that was sending out. I don't know any of those people. Uh, I wish I didn't know those people. I wish I I wish I I got them off my timeline. Mm. Um, but just just chill out. People like what they like. Yes, we can judge things on their merits and and what have you. But let people like what they like, man. Because white people because white people definitely let people like what they like. Yeah. White people don't have these discussions. Friends <laughs> um, was a show. <laughs> a very popular show. Um. 
and they have a, and they have a, a white as fuck show. Um, they have a few white as fuck shows. Friends ran for like twelve seasons. Um, song of the week, man. We're gonna get a little hip hop this week, man. I one of the things that I discovered this week. Um, I have not listened to Nipsey Hussle, and I was familiar with his music when he was alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have become familiar with his music um, since he died. Um, sad to say, but I like I, I like his shit, man. I was missing out. Um, I I like him as a lyricist. I like his production. I like the production quality he works with. He worked with it actually, um, and this is I think this is my favorite song from him right now. That's kind of opened me up uh, to listening to more of his stuff. This is um, Nipsey Hussle featuring James Fauntleroy. Mm. Uh, if you were mine, uh, those of you, you those of you who, uh, well, y'all y'all are gonna know the sample. I'm not even gonna introduce it. Um, get comfortable. It's gonna be a good show. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. I'm still up all night. Running this marathon. Look, now I can't promise commitment, but I swear we'll have fun. If you ask, I'll be honest, girl, you not the only one. Just a man on a mission, with my hand on my gun. Couple niggas that hate me, but way more people show love. Niggas trying too hard, they dying to bar. Turn around and hate on me like it's a crime to evolve. Too afraid to be different, too ashamed to just listen. See, I'm way too 100, so now they hate on my niggas. Tried to hate on my crippers, tried to hate on my business. Not to call you a bitch, they gon' hate on my business. So if you fucking with Nip, let you know my intentions. Got to think like a rider, you got to know your position. So if it's cool, then we can hop in my Mercedes coupe. Pop the cork off the superior bull. Crank the music, blowing circles out the roof. And just enjoy the view. She said, If you are mine, I said, If you are mine, With you know, my matter of fact, hey. I'm not tripping back and forth with your nigga. Scared to lose what you got as you looking for something different. Me, fly tripping, international tripping. I got my numbers up and now they pay for my statistics. Yeah, young nigga started off with a vision, built the shit up from nothing to the critics. I ain't missing now. Transition, so check out how I'm living. We V12 pushes and they transmissions is slipping. Nigga, get your bitch, cause I be bitch getting. Treat her like she wanna be treated, but I ain't tricking. Beat it like she wanna shit beat it, but I don't kiss it. Just blame it on that shit that we smoking, plus we sipping it. Look, double cups, she tryna double up. Cause I just hit it once, but she caught a double nut. Nasty, since she used to double dutch. Too quick to fall in love, what the fuck? She said, Now, if I was yours and you was mine, would you do me like you do him and have someone on the side? So keep your nigga while I stay on my grind. 
just hit me up and we gon' spend some time. Look, if I was yours and you was mine, would you do me like you do him and have someone on the side? So keep your nigga and I stay on my grind. Just hit me up and we gon' spend some time, right? And that was If You Were Mine by Nipsey Hussle featuring James Fauntleroy. Um, love that Sade sample. If you were mine. Um, I love uh, James Fauntleroy. I'm hearing him on more features. Yeah, he's been popping up with some stuff, man. Some A lot of things that I like. Um, I, need to, I need to investigate a little bit more. Huh. I agree, and I'm, you're probably going to hear more Nipsey on this on this uh, on this uh, podcast as we go along. Um, if you like the song of the week, if you like uh, anything you've heard on this podcast, and you are a Spotify listener, please, I implore you, go to Spotify and type in "Opinions While Black" featured music. Mm. As our official playlist curated by myself. Let's go. Um, we have great stuff. Summer Walker. Um, we got Nip. We got Lucky Day. We got, I'm pretty sure we have Nuck If You Buck on there. Yes. <laughs> um, so definitely follow that. Um, and we update it every week. Um, give you some good stuff to listen to. Uh, Chef said, you know, Chef, I, I think Chef drives Lyft. Mm. And he said that is his official Lyft, Lyft playlist. Yes. Yes. I like that. I like that. Uh, uh, let's see. What else, uh, What do we got going here? Oh, did you watch the debacle that was Teddy Riley versus Babyface? It was the second worst thing to happen this year behind the coronavirus. My goodness. <laughs> My goodness. That was a shit show, man. That was it, look. Okay. For those of you that don't know, um the the IG battles have come to a point where we're getting some legendary people squaring off on IG Live. And in this case, it was um, Teddy Riley and Kenneth Babyface Edmonds, the God. And um, it was very highly publicized, <laughs> um, even more so now that we know Babyface uh, tested positive for uh, COVID-19. Yep. Um, and so everybody was, man, this was, this was going to be the new club quarantine thing where everybody was on Twitter joking about they were going to get dressed up for this shit, you know, pour themselves a bunch of liquor. It was going to be a <laughs> good time. Uh, not only, it, it started late in the first place, um, but when you turn, the first thing you see when you turn it on is Teddy Riley with a full band, <laughs> a hype man, and a big monitor behind him. Yep. And he had like the synthesizer and shit. Oh yeah, he had the whole. He was ready. 
Or so he thought. (laughs) (laughs) Or so he thought. Because then you see Babyface, they finally dial him in. This thing is just by himself in his studio. Chilling. Got a nice little suit. Probably got a little... With his little smoking jacket. Yeah, probably got a little little thing of yak over on the side. You know what I'm saying? Had his Apple earbuds. (laughs) That thing is making it. And... I remember one time they were having, so they started having a lot of technical difficulties and it was probably because they had, Teddy Riley's studio had like 18 different monitors on. <laughs> like they were putting the BET Awards on or some shit. Ooh. And they asked if he could, if, if, if there was anything happening on Babyface's side and that nigga was like, then he gets a little jab and he's like, nope, it's just me by myself. <laughs> Social distancing. Yep. That shit was hilarious. Meanwhile, Teddy was up in there like, hello, 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 hello. hello. <laughs> Can you hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me? And the whole time there was an echo. And this thing, if we could just, it would be one thing if it was just the technical difficulties, but it's the technical difficulties and the three rounds that they actually got off before everything <laughs> went off the rails. Babyface was smoking this nigga. You, you know he was smoking this nigga boots. Here's here's the thing about this 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 particular battle. Personally, I'm a huge fan of both guys' music. Um, you know, back in the '90s, Teddy's music was the one. That's the music that you would play, you know, if you wanted to dance and you know, like, and you know, and impress or whatever. Like, boom, boom, I'm up in the club, you know what I'm saying? And then Babyface was the one that you would pull out when it was trying, when you know, if you're trying to pull, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um But I, I think it, this battle, if 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 it would have happened without a without a hitch, I think it would have. People know that Babyface's catalog is is obviously a lot more vast than Teddy Riley's, but I think with a twenty song tier, I think both of them would could have put on a good show, and, and I think most people would have just been pleased to remember like forty songs that really went hard in the nineties or, or whatever years that they were uh, that they were looking at. Now, the musician in me and the IT person in me was furious the entire time <laughs> the entire time and, and it kind of i, I kind of started having flashbacks to the rizza and his little technical difficulties but teddy's were on a whole nother level and i'm sitting here thinking like these dudes have been producing for 30 something years man teddy Teddy, you've done it on the biggest levels possible, bro. And you telling me? You ain't got nobody there. Not one person of the 18 people with no mask or gloves that knows how to how to get rid of how, how to get your sound right. Now, when it came to that echo, that echo could have been it could have been Teddy. It actually could have been Babyface because of his earbuds. If he had the speaker next to his earbuds, then it could have caused the echo. Doesn't matter. What does matter, though, is that you had two old men <laughs> losing a battle 
against technology. And for an hour, the world sat there and just fired off shots. They man, everybody went off in them in in, in them comments. Man, Spice Adams was doing them so bad. <laughs> Spice Tamar Braxton. I resent these two niggas for giving Tamar Braxton the right of way to go in. <laughs> I can't stand that woman. God damn, she's annoying. Yeah, Tony and Braxton did a whole live about how bad it was. Yeah. Tony Braxton even chimed in. Tony Braxton started firing off memes. And then Tony was like, hey, I'm about to sign off. I got to cook. When he, somebody called me when he plays my song. <laughs> <laughs> one, of the, one of the best moments was Tyrese jumped on and said, throw in the tile. T-I-L-E. The T-I-L-E <laughs> And this nigga, they they roast this man so bad all night. He got a secondary roast, and then he came back and said, "Y'all think I'm stupid? I know how to spell tile, T-I-L-E." Like, come on, bro. And they went on and dug up a bunch of other tweets where he had misspelled shit, <laughs> bro. They they went in hard on a literacy Twitter. Yo, gram- literacy Twitter not bringing their best people. Uh, Grammar snob Twitter was on it last night. <laughs> they were they were going off on him. They were going off on, on Floyd. You know they've been going off on Floyd a lot lately, <laughs> reminding y'all how literate he is. Floyd wasn't even in there. <laughs> oh. They did. They had a whole. They had a whole thing. They they've been replaying the shit where he was on Drink Champs, uh, calling himself the goat. <laughs> The G A O T. And Noriega just laughing at this man, letting him think that. Yeah, the other the other funny shit is that the whole time that this whole battle is going on, you hear like Babyface's phone is ringing, somebody's ring doorbell keeps ringing, <laughs> <laughs> and then you see people in the comments like D Nice is like, yo. I'm trying to call y'all. That ringing that you hear is me trying to call you. Like, they were trying to call and save them. But it, it was just two old men losing against technology, man. And it was, it, even though the battle was wasn't so what we wanted, I think in in terms of the memes and the clownage that came out of it, it was it was almost worth it. And the funny thing was, even if, you look, try to look at the songs they played just on their merits. Uh, Babyface was smoking this man's boots. Yeah. Now it is fair to say, and somebody got on me about this on Facebook. I did not know Teddy Riley did the show. I heard rumors that he did, but I didn't. I didn't. So for me, that wasn't confirmed until last night. I was actually kind of like, "Oh, damn." And. For, and so the show is a monumental record. We all know that. Yes. Um, especially when you know he did it in high school. Yes. Um, but with that in mind, audience reaction counts for something in these. And he did the show to crickets. Mainly because it was, crickets. It, was, it, was, it was echoing. Pin drop. 
it was echoing, number one. Number two, the volume was low. And number three, he had that, that, that pasty-ass, that ashy-ass side man, hype man next to him. Doing whatever. <laughs> like Teddy. And then, all, and, then, and then you hear that. And then all of a sudden, Babyface puts on two occasions. <laughs> I, and everybody was like, oh, well, he got that round. He smoked him. Yeah. Yeah. And then he played two Bobby Brown songs, which are monumental. Um, that's that's cheating. Teddy Riley got some smokers. Teddy Riley has some smokers in his thing, and this went the way I knew it was going to. Yeah. Teddy Riley has some good shit in his in his catalog, but you can't battle somebody that's worked with Mariah Carey, Eric Clapton, and Madonna. Well, I mean, now nah, he couldn't have put on Eric Clapton, but still, like that that catalog is too deep. You can't that, that, that's unfuckwinnable, and I, and Babyface was just so calm the whole time, like just unbothered. Now, <laughs> Teddy Riley played the Kissing Game. Yeah, that's a big record. That was cute. And even did Babyface <laughs> response. He just goes, "Ah, yes, the kissing game." Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I just did, didn't, I didn't give a fuck. I, said, I didn't know you produced that one. I like it. It sounds young. I like the young energy. <laughs> I, didn't, I was like, <laughs> "Damn, dude!" Now the 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 funniest shit to me though was when they finally gave up, and they were like, "We're gonna take a thirty minute break to get this right." And Babyface is sitting on camera just kind of waving like, hold up, before y'all say all that, hold up. And they were like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and take this break. Kenny got off. And then he went and recorded his own message like, hey, y'all, let's just go ahead and do this again when the time is right. Um, And basically, I read the look in his eyes. The look in his eyes said, I'm about to go to sleep, nigga. I ain't staying up for this shit. At the at the end he of the day, he looked like he wasn't even uh, good with that eight o'clock. Yeah, because that's I don't know which time zone he's in, but you know that's nine o'clock Eastern. And, and yeah, he like, looked like he wasn't good with that shit. Yeah, nah, he. Um, the, the, the other thing is, man, Teddy, Teddy just needs to keep it simple. All we're doing is playing songs. We don't need all the DJs and, and the band and the the vocalizer, the vocoder, and all this other shit, man. Just play the music. We ain't got time. Have your Just nephew, play. have your kids or your nephew or somebody, you know, hook that shit up, practice it with them, and then just call in and just, just play the shit directly from the computer. Um, a few moments ago, the Real Swiss Beats did announce that um, on Monday, which if you're listening to this show, that's tonight at 7 p.m., they're going to do it again. Less will be more. And sounds will be fixed. Sound checks done. So apparently they so have... So will be the sound. Yeah, so Monday, 7 p.m., they're going to try it again. They say that they checked the sound, and it's, it's, it's supposedly working. We will see. There were only 400,000 uh, people watching. We'll see. 
We'll see what happens. Um, did you hear about the possibility of a Ja Rule 50 Cent battle? That sounds very unfortunate to me. Um, yes. No one asked for that. No one is even talking about that except for Ja Rule. <laughs> my problem my problem is that 50 Cent doesn't there's two things it will never happen because one 50 Cent isn't trying to have a friendly battle with this nigga <laughs> no like, like people don't realize 50 Cent genuinely hates Ja Rule I don't know what the whole story about that it, 50 Cent genuinely hates Ja Rule um I have always uh, not liked 50 Cent just based off of the fact that he made he he basically made his career um, railing on Ja Rule for basically doing the same shit in hip hop that he was doing. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was just to say Ja Rule got his shirt off, got his got his <laughs> shirt off with tattoos, trying to do. Love songs. Fifty Cent was doing the same shit. Same shit. Um, but that's never gonna happen because Fifty really hates that man. And you know the Fit- other reason it's never gonna happen. Oh, go ahead, Randall. I was gonna say the other thing is if, if Fifty does it, you already know it's not just gonna be music. Like he's going to try to clown and embarrass this dude. Oh yeah. Big facts. Um. The other reason this is never going to happen is because 50 Cent might actually get his boot smoked more than we think. Because uh, Ja Rule actually had some smokers before 50 Cent just showed up and told everybody to hate Ja Rule. And I can't say a lot of his shit has aged well. Get rich or die trying is not exactly aged well. If if you're an adult right now, it, it you you might not be bumping it like you did in your your late teens, early twenties. Um. Yeah. Definitely my early twenties. Yeah. Oh, I and and Ja Rule was a big part of Def Jam's like rebirth. Um, so there's a huge mine of things that he can dive into there. Um, but most importantly, nobody wants to see that shit. Nobody. Like, I'm tired of our culture pushing, like, not pushing, but like, like pacifying 50 Cent the way ESPN does with Conor McGregor. Especially, especially once you, here's what we also have to think about, y'all. Once we get to the level of a Teddy Riley versus Kitty Babyface Edmonds, we don't really give a shit. Uh, unless you can get something on that level. Uh, right. Ja Rule and 50 Cent should have been two or three, should have, should have been two weeks ago. <laughs> if that, it, it should have been a minute ago. It should have been before Premier and RZA, if you ask me. At this point, if you're doing Teddy Riley and Babyface, the only way you can really go is, well, shit, both Prince and Michael Jackson are dead. So there goes that. Um, Ninth Wonder already said he ain't doing it. Yeah. 
Jay Z and Kanye? I don't know. Maybe uh, Pharrell. You know, uh, it was originally Pharrell probably ain't doing it. No, nah, it was supposed to be. See, people were originally trying to get Pharrell and Timbaland to go head to head. I am people, and <laughs> Pharrell was nowhere to be found on that. Like he's, you know, he's probably actually doing something productive during this time. Agreed. Agreed. Um. Yeah, I, but yeah, for the most part, I don't want to see Ja Rule and 50 Cent because I don't want either one of them to really have bragging rights. I don't want, I definitely don't want 50 Cent to have bragging rights. And I definitely don't want Ja Rule. Um, ja Rule is still on punishment after Firefest. Yeah. 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 Hopefully so he's still he got to down. He got to chill the fuck out. Yeah. Um. What else? Uh, what else is going on? Um. Amanda, do we talk about Amanda Seals? No, but go ahead. Okay. Now this is actually going to be monumental because this might be one of the first times ever in history that I, um, that I defend. Amanda Seals on something. Huh? <laughs> you heard? You heard? It's coming in clearly. What? Um, Maybe my Zoom feed is fucked up. This is the first time I'm going to defend Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> no, you heard it correctly. Damn. Um. So, basically, so on, on an episode of Real recently... Um, Jeannie, as you know, well, as you, this is news to Randall, but, uh, um, Jeezy proposed to Jeannie Mai. Um, he didn't even know they were a thing. Hmm. And, um, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Jeezy and Jeannie Mai are a thing. And so. Okay. I, wow. That's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, on the episode of Real, as as they do, because these are just women who have nothing to talk about but their love lives, who have nothing to talk about but being married or getting married, and of course they wanted details, and so Jeannie Mai was going into all the details of um, how Jeezy proposed, um, and Amanda Seals over the Zoom feed, looked mad bored. <laughs> just looked bored and uninterested and was just like, fuck this shit. Oh, shit. I, and I, I keep forgetting I, that everyone's doing and everything. Twitter kind of dragged her. What's that? I said, I keep forgetting that everybody's doing everything in Zoom right now. Right. Um, and so, as a result, um, Twitter kind of dragged her a little bit and social media kind of got on Amanda Seals about it. I'm going to defend Amanda Seals on this one because I feel like in this moment, she represented all of us. We are all sick of hearing about Jeezy and Jeannie Mai. I'm sick of hearing about it from them. I'm sick of hearing about it from the people that hate Jeannie Mai because she said that racist shit a long time ago. I'm sick of hearing about it from Jeezy. 
I just, I'm just, I'm just sick of hearing about most celebrity relationships in general. Like y'all shit is just as boring as everybody else's. You just got money to take better trips. Like I don't, y'all, <laughs> y'all are not special to me. Y'all are not any more in love than anybody else that's faking it. So like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just stupid, and I it, it's every reason that I hate the real because those women are basically the women that everybody hates that because they have nothing to talk about but their marriages and no one cares. Mm. And pretty soon, um, pretty soon they'll be talking about their kids, and nobody will care. And no one will care. We didn't care. Uh, we didn't care when Adrian when Adrian Bylon was talking about dating the preacher and how boring their sex is. Um, nobody cared when it was uh, whichever. I don't know if that's Tia or Tamara, but no one cared when she was talking about her white racist Fox News husband. We don't care. <laughs> we don't care, and we definitely didn't care when Tamar was on the show. Talking about her boring ass marriage mm. with that dude who looked like he wanted to escape. Um, so yeah, I just I'm gonna defend Amanda Seals on this one as her being, um, I guess the one person on the show that's like not involved. I I believe um, um, she represents us all. So in that case, she represents us all. Um, she doesn't represent us in any other fashion because she's not good at anything. But um, she was definitely good at looking uninterested in that moment. Mm. So I su- so you heard it here. I support Amanda Seals in something. Mm. Wow, man, this oof. That was my that was monumental. That's tough. That's 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 tough for me to digest. But I mean, I got I got to I got res- to respect your opinion. <laughs> Um, you'll probably never hear it again. Um, uh, oh, Division dropped a new album. DVSN. DVSN. Division dropped a new album. Um, I, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was. Division's pretty good at love too. Yeah. Kind of like how we, how we mentioned Party Next Door last time. Division is always pretty consistent with, with what they do. Uh, they had a couple standout joints on here, like the one with Bougie Bonton on it. I was like, dang, that was a nice, unexpected, little dope shot. And um, the song with Pop Khan, which I it, I thought it was a Drake song at first, but they, they are they're consistently consistent with uh, with their sound, and I like it. And you know, I it it sounds like somebody that Drake would enjoy and put on. Yep. Or just uh, take the sound from and, and give it to forty. That, <laughs> um. So yeah, I was really enjoying that album. Dare I say, I think I enjoyed that more than the Weekend and Parties album. I'll agree with you on that. I'll agree with you. I enjoyed it. Equally as much as Janae's album, mm-hmm. 
but so far the the quarantine albums to come out i think uh donald glover still has everybody beat for me did he um, have, did he ever do like a proper release on that like is it on the streaming sites yeah okay oh yeah it's on it's on streaming sites now okay because I, I hadn't checked it out yet i'll check it out yeah it's 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 out there it was, it was pretty good um uh what else oh since we've been talking about Amanda Seals, um, Insecure is back. Yes, it is. Season four. Um, y'all know we love to talk about some Insecure. Um, a lot of things happened that I liked. Um, the writing, the, the, the jokes were still on point. Um, uh, Issa is more awkward than ever. She's still a mess. Molly, let me tell you something. <clears throat> Yvonne Orgy's looks were all episode. Like, she, her outfits, all that shit, her looks were on point every single scene. Um, the little Prince joint, the all, the all purple. You know, I like me some Molly. Yeah, we all. Uh, yes, yes, mm-hmm. I, I do. I understand. Believe me, she, she bad. She bad, and I don't give a fuck what y'all say. Uh, internets, if you have a Molly in your life, unless she's as fine as that one, get her out of your life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, you know that that that, that uh, thing that that article has been making the rounds about if you have a Molly in your life, she doesn't mean you any good. Well, uh. I mean, like the kind of person who basically props themselves up when you when you're the most down. Is that what they kind of allude yep. to? Yep. Yeah. I would even say on that token, if you have an Issa in your life, uh, a person who just can't get their shit together, you should probably <laughs> drop them too. <laughs> I mean, they're they're. I mean... But I, I think that dynamic is what makes the show interesting. Obviously, this isn't, you know, obviously this is a fictional thing. But I, I think the fact that both of them are fucked up in their own ways makes for a more interesting show. It wouldn't be as interesting if they were perfect for each other. Right. Exactly. And Molly tries, but she can't get out of her own way ever. And she can't get out of her own way in, in her friendships she can't get out of her own way in her relationships because she's about to blow it again with the Asian dude. Yep. Um, because she definitely, she definitely got in her feelings when he said he was seeing other people. Hey, you know she was she was fronting on the dude. I mean, and and the thing is, we haven't seen anything that would that would suggest that he's opposed. To being exclusive, they just haven't had that conversation right. because Molly's uncomfortable with everything, <laughs> um, and Molly has to come to a lot of conclusions about who she is and her relationships and how she is responsible for a lot of the demise of those relationships. Yep. Because I've said this before, Dro didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> Dro didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Like the problem was Molly was is a non poly person that was trying to be in an open relationship with a married poly man. 
Yep. And she got uncomfortable. So Dro didn't do anything wrong for real. Um, and we are seeing that Issa, and this is the problem I have with the episode. Other than there being too much Amanda Seals, um, the TSA dude that Issa that lives in Issa's complex and that she's fucking fake little rail. The fake little rail dude. Yep. I have a huge problem with that because the representation. First of all, they've been doing so well so far with the representation of plus size people. Kelly is a wonderful character. Kelly is hilarious. Yes. And Kelly's a wonderful character that's hilarious and actually has her shit together. She has a good job. Um, you know, we've seen her in her in her office environment, um, telling Issa to get her credit shit together. Um, TSA dude was a complete joke like the sex scene was ridiculous like his ass cheeks were clapping in the mirror and they made it a purpose to focus on it yeah I was not ready <laughs> like yeah. the, the representation and maybe it's not fair to put this at Insecure's doorstep because maybe they're not trying maybe they're not trying to be as woke as people would characterize Issa as but everything about that just seemed unsettling for me that the that the way they viewed that character like first of all the way they view anybody on this show that doesn't have a six pack and a good job I don't appreciate like I that's one thing I've noticed about black content is that we we are not nice to the working class. Yeah. And for me, my problem there was that it wasn't like they treated him like one of the gang or they treated him like you know somebody who's in Issa's life. The only time her friends acknowledge him is Molly going well, if you like it, I like Somebody said on Twitter that um, TSA dude was honestly more supportive of Issa than pretty much, like, most of the dudes in her life. Yeah, true. True. And the thing is, there's nothing that she can really... There's also nothing that she can really provide for him, which is the difference. Like, for Lawrence, you know, she provided him stability. He wasn't working... She was at the time, but TSA dude, like the roles are reversed. Like she's not really working. She's kind of hustling right now. He can throw her like some, some cheap gifts or whatever, but there's really nothing that she can provide him. So the role is, but she's actually become the Lawrence of the relationship. <sighs> Gasp. <laughs> right. How the tables have turned. And I just like, and it just it, it was crazy to me because that, and that's another thing people were complaining about the existence of Lawrence 
that he's still on the show. He's going to be on the show. He's He has that job. Y'all got to get over it. And, you know, the thing is, I, especially if you look at the, if you're starting to look at the, the, the character arcs for both of them, as I said just now, they both kind of reverse places. And, and Lawrence is the one that seems to kind of have his shit together. And the awkwardness that exists between Lawrence and Issa's breakup is still central to who she is as a character. And shit, I mean, y'all can't blame Lawrence. Lawrence is like, he's, he's trying to move on. It just so happens he moved on with someone that is now a business associate of Issa, thanks to Tiffany being messy about that shit. That's fuck. And and here's the other thing. And here's the other. Did you see Lawrence's face when he, he figured out she knew Issa? Yeah, yeah. I think that every, nigga was shook. I think every dude has had that had that moment once. <laughs> <laughs> the overlap moment. The oh y'all know each other moment. Oh man, the overlap is terrible. Yeah. I've I've been there one too many times. Yeah. Um, I. I had a very awkward overlap moment uh, back in like 2008, but I'm going to save that for like opinions while black after dark. Once the <laughs> zombie apocalypse is over. Mm. Um, but yeah, he looked, he looked utterly distressed. Um, so I feel, I feel bad for him going forward because um, one of two things is going to happen. Either the new girl, um, either the new girl is going to be uncomfortable and head for the hills because he sees their chemistry, mm-hmm. or she's going to get pregnant by the end of the season. That's usually how it works. Which could happen, or Issa could get pregnant. Either one could happen. Um, one of the funniest moments for me was the the chick in Issa's apartments that has a crush on Issa's gay brother. <laughs> yeah, and she yeah. was like, "Yeah, my brother's gay." She was like, "So my baby daddy's gay." <laughs> yes, they, and um, and, and the baby did not seem to to know that until that moment. <laughs> <laughs> that young boy was like, "Huh, go in the house." <laughs> um. So yeah, for the most part, other than the terrible representation of working class regular niggas. Um, I am I I support that episode 100%. Um, every Sunday you can come to Twitter and follow us at Opinions Black, and I will be there live tweeting Insecure and Westworld before that every Sunday starting at eight o'clock. Um, we are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Uh, with more foolishness, foolishness and fuckery, you are experiencing opinions while black. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And uh, I am currently day drinking. This crown vanilla is wonderful. Ah. I've been drinking Ciroc watermelon for the entire weekend. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, let's let's face it, y'all. Every day is a weekend at this point. It's true. 
It's true. The only switch up is Fridays are for margaritas. Mm. I make margaritas on Fridays. Okay. I need to. I need to consider that. Every other every other day that if I drink is dark liquor. Loopy Tortilla um, sells it by the gallon, and they deliver. <laughs> um. God bless Instacart. Um. It is time for white people must be stopped. Skirt, skirt. Um, so those of you that are 80s and 90s babies like myself that grew up on Boy Meets World, uh, will be shocked to hear this one. I definitely was. Um, those of you who watched Boy Meets World, um, for the better part of it to the end, will remember that Sean, the best friend, had a black girlfriend who was fine as shit. And, uh... As uh, uh, played by Trina McGee, and as it turns out, uh, she is now she's claiming on Twitter that her castmates were mad racist. What? Uh, she did not name. She did not name the castmates, but she definitely said it was not her on-screen boyfriend Sean. Uh, so uh, we were we were all rooting for Sean. And we deep down, we knew something was up. So, um, tweet says, called Aunt Jemima on set during hair and makeup. Wow. Called a bitter, called a bitter bitch when I was quietly when I quietly waited for my scene to finish rehearsing. That was being effed up over and over due to episode featuring my character. Damn. Told it was nice of you to join us like a stranger after sixty episodes. Yeah. Damn. Also not surprised. Um, I did my I did my job and expect my due. At times the tension was the tension of the disrespect was extremely stressful. Twenty five years old at the time raising a family and did not deserve to be thinking about this. None of those three colleagues had children, just cowardly egos and hot diarrhea mouths. Damn. Wow. Well, hey, I hope neither none of them was Topanga because she was kind of fine. Man, I really don't need a reason to cancel Topanga, man, because she was she's she's still fine. You know they you know they have they have Girl Meets World now. Yeah, she's still fine. Um, I really don't need a reason to cancel her. Um, if but I also am not surprised if that was the case because. You know, white women always fucking it up, man. Yep. Um, I just can't. I, I just can't believe she had to eat shit from. I'm gonna go ahead and guess, punk ass Ben Savage. Would not be surprised. It usually starts at he's the not top. Even, he's not even the good Savage. Yeah. You know, all my Wonder Years fans know. All my sunny and Philadelphia fans know too. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that that's crazy to me. It's, it's it's fucked up because Boy Meets World was one of those. I was it didn't get. I can't. I'm not gonna call it a black pass, but there were some predominantly white shows that black people grew up actively fucking with. 
and Boy Meets World was one of them. And this would just fuck everything up, man. Like I, I would just, I would be heartbroken. Because I really did grow up with that show from day one, and it was definitely one of my favorites. I would hate. Well, no, I'm 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 heartbroken now, and it, it's like the thing they're always saying about kill your heroes, which I don't a hundred percent agree with. Uh, but in this case, yeah, it it sucks. It, never, that just, sucks to just see. Just never meet your heroes. If you don't meet them, you don't have to kill them. <clears throat> They will always disappoint yeah, you. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, the, um, and boy, I, from you know what I remember, Boy Meets World was one of the few quote unquote white shows that a lot of people of different ethnicities gravitated towards. So it, you know, it sucks that you know if this is the case, then one of the shows that people actually bonded with has now proven itself to also be susceptible to the same bullshit as all the other ones. A homegirl of mine, I think I've made this quote before. A homegirl of mine, shout out to Tiana, um, said this once before, and it has remained true since I heard it. She said, Everything I love is secretly terrible. Mm. So true. And it is so true. Um, if you truly love something, never find out how it's made. Yes. Um, send your racist stories, your uh, real life, your real life racist encounters, along with your listener letters, questions that you have for myself and D. Randall. Uh, please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail.com or log on to opinionswildblack.com and um, just you'll find a portal and has all the ways to get in touch with us. Yep. Um, so we'll be right back. We're going to finish it off with the top three STFUs. You are listening to Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. Yep. We are opinionated. And I am... I'm pretty. I'm drunk. I'm drunk at four at five o'clock in the evening on Sunday. <laughs> it's a little too late, Jeez. sir. You should have been drunk by noon. I, yeah, I got a late start, man. I, I I had to call a duty with the fellas, and really, honestly, that's not an excuse. Um, I call a duty better when I'm drunk. <laughs> um, also, here's a random thing. Uh, if anybody wants that smoke on Call of Duty Modern Warfare Uh-oh. and uh, you're a, a PlayStation person, um, Let's Get Free 13 is my tag. So go ahead and hit me up. Uh, we'll set up like a private match or something. I'll give you the smoke. Um, you really don't want any problems with me on the on, on this shit. Damn. Um, I'm kind of expert level at this. No. I'm talking a lot of shit, Damn. but I've earned it all. Um, and with that said, it is time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Let's go. Number three, Joe Rogan. 
Oh, he's still doing things? Yeah, man. Um, we didn't get to this uh, a week or two ago, but Joe Rogan, now that Bernie's out of the race, Joe Rogan has been saying wild shit like he'll he'll vote for Trump before he votes for uh, Joe Biden mm. now that Bernie's not around. Joe, this is it, this is exactly what I was worried about. This right here. This is exactly what I was worried about because when when he signed on with Bernie Sanders, because Joe, not only for him, but his listenership is a little nuts. Mm. Like the hardcore people, the hardcore people in his listenership are 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 a little nuts, and they don't need. We don't need to be getting them cranked up saying shit like that. We just don't. We just, like, I. It's frustrating because we saw what happened last time when all the Bernie Bros broke off and just wouldn't fuck with Hillary Clinton. We got Trump for four years of this bullshit. I I, I still don't I still don't understand what the Bernie bros are trying to accomplish. Like, I, I, I get the fact that, you know, you want, there are things that Bernie promises that people want. I completely understand that. I completely understand that. But you're willing to actually make things worse by being defiant. Like, you know, we, you know, everyone, you know, we, we've, we've said our things about Joe Biden before. Joe Biden is still batshit crazy. But Joe Biden's still not as bad as the ultimate alternative, you know? And y'all y'all just right. kinda y'all just kinda have to remember that. Like, I I understand that y'all feel that way. But y'all really just want to tank this whole shit for everybody? Alright. I'm gonna remember Because that. that's worked out so well lately. It worked out well last time, right? And and here's my thing. Joe Biden, like you said, is nuts. But at the end of the day, we only have two choices. We only have two choices. And they're like, this is one of those times where a vote against Joe Biden is literally a vote for Trump. That's the only way it works. It's almost two votes for him. Right. And so I don't we don't need Joe Rogan saying shit like this to split to divide people more. We need to if we learn anything from the last debacle, we need to be unifying everybody. Even the people man, we need to be unifying everybody. Everybody that's against Trump needs to be voting one way. Period. Because we've seen from this corona thing that when you don't have a plan and when people aren't on one page, everybody's just going to do whatever the fuck they feel like doing. Yep. The other thing the Bernie Bros don't realize is if Joe wins, he still has the opportunity to appoint Bernie to a, po- a post that may be beneficial to you guys' interest still. Right. So at least, at least rock with it. Because Bernie still clearly wants to work. Right. I just I, I don't see and, and guess what? Bernie is telling y'all to vote for Joe Biden. 
Bernie is actively out here telling y'all how damaging it is to to split up the party this way. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. But, you know, Joe Rogan ain't going to hear that shit. Joe Rogan don't hear shit but the sound of his own voice, which is why Joe Rogan needs to shut the entire uh, unedited fuck up. (laughs) And the number two person that needs to shut the fuck up and this is really people, is all the people that are complaining about going live. Wait. What? Okay, that... Damn, that's me again. <laughs> damn it. Well, that was Got me a week ago. That was me a week ago, okay? I've, I've changed since then. I'm better. Here's the, man, here's the thing. A lot of people are complaining about everybody... Because they have nothing to do going live on social media. Um, y'all, and, and, you know, and this includes the celebrities, D-Nice, everybody. As it turns out, unless you're a DJ, uh, celebrities ain't got shit to do just like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Um, they really ain't got shit to do because they usually have people do shit for them. And now they don't even have that. It's true. It's true. And um, here's the thing about this. It's very simple. It doesn't affect y'all in any way. It doesn't affect you. You don't have to watch the live. And I believe there's a way you can turn those notifications off. You can. Um, I also learned a nifty little trick last week. Like I said, up, up up until last week, I was a little annoyed that like everyone was doing IG live, and I was just like, "Ah, I'm so fucking sick of this." But then I realized that there was a a feature on there that was hiding in plain sight, and that feature was just don't click on it. If you don't click on it, <laughs> you won't watch it. And you won't have to see it. You don't have to see it. So just it is what it is. Like let people do what they do. Uh, if, if anything, I find it amusing now that celebrities have proven that they are just as boring as the rest of us. It's true. You 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 have not lied about that. Joe uh, Joe Budden has gotten so bored that he's just making his own talk show. <laughs> oh yeah, because he yeah yeah he he is doing that. Making his own talk show just is. When he's not stating the culture. Hey, you got to do what you got to do, man. And everybody trying to figure it out. But yeah, man, like leave the people going going live alone. Everybody is trying to deal with this in their own way. And we all kind of have to exist together in a weird way until we can get back out and do our own thing. So just shut the fuck up and let people do what they're doing. Mind your business. Um, the number one person this week who has to shut the fuck up. I can't stress this enough. Mm. Is Sean Diddy Combs. And you know what? The universe knows he needs to shut the fuck up because clearly he has looked at the Ark of the Covenant or whatever or (laughs) uh, whatever fountain of youth Stacey Dash got taken away from her has been taken away from him too. Because you see, that nigga is going full gray. Full gray. 
That boy's going full motion. That nigga went from looking like that nigga went from looking like a vampire to going full gray. <laughs> Ridiculous. So, um, so basically, Diddy um, told what is it? Diddy was on live. Was I guess he was on live? Maybe. Yeah, he's always on live now. Yeah, Diddy basically told um, everyone that Kylie Jenner was a role model for young black girls. Mm. Mm. Ooh, that's um, tough. That's tough. That's tough. That is tough. See, we're coming into an era for millennials and maybe millennials and Gen Xers, I guess, where some of the people that we grew up that we grew up with um, are starting to they're starting to look real out of touch. Yeah, he's one of them. Um, it's getting, it's getting sad. Diddy is definitely one of them. See, most of the ones that get old and out of touch, they just go away and don't say shit to nobody. Like Pharrell. Yeah. And Pharrell then, just goes off and minds his own business somewhere. Yeah, he'll he'll fuck a model and come back with some music. Exactly. And that's all y'all gotta. That's all y'all gotta know. Like, of 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 all the people, like, we we don't need to prop up the Jenardashians anymore than they're already being propped up. And I I don't see how Kylie Jenner is an example to black girls. Unless that lesson is to appropriate black culture for your own profit. I I guess that's what he means by that. I'm not sure, but it doesn't work for us the same way it works for them. At all. At so, all. If you're gonna um, if you're gonna do some shit like that, like, you know, prop up there there are plenty of uh, there there are plenty of black girls out there to emulate. Sky Jackson. Say Sky Jackson. Perfectly fine. Zendaya, Zendaya. Yep. Well, she, well, she's mixed, and they're gonna they're gonna make the mixed argument. But still, Zendaya before Kylie Jenner. I mean, she 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 claims black. Um, uh, Marseille Martin, of uh, Blackish, young girl from Blackish, Marseille Martin, and um. I'm 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 off of my young black people now. Um uh, Yara Shahidi. Dang, I should have known that. Yeah. You know, they are they're also Mar- very good young robots. black and yep. about that age range. Yep. And doing big things. I mean they're not billionaires, but of course everybody doesn't need to be a fucking billionaire. You know? I mean, they're not they're not billionaires, but we can talk about all the advantages that would make Kyle Jenner a billionaire before them. Right. Absolutely. Namely, Ray J sucking or getting his dick sucked by her older sister. And not <laughs> and not well, by the way. Oh, Ray J. <laughs> Ray J, you saw Ray J on that episode of Insecure, right? I did. I did. They were making fun of like making a murder or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, Ray J played the role of Ray J. <laughs> Right, he was like, "I didn't kill her, I killed the pussy." And I was like, "I was like, that wasn't even in the script." No. Ray J just says that shit. That like, was just Ray J. 
Uh, but all that to say, Diddy, just shut the fuck up. Just go away and just be rich and just pour money into people that still have all their mental faculties. I'm sure that they sell just for men on Amazon. Uh, at, at some point, <laughs> at some point, you're gonna try to come back to the game like you never had gray hair. You know, I understand, dude. Like this is this is a trying time for you because your your lineup is not where it used to be. Um, you know, you're you're trying to diddy bop an IG live with Jennifer Lopez and A Rod just sitting right there. Um. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, they're not shooting up the club or anything over there. But, dude, just just, just stop stop trying to be the, the – okay, so here is my one gripe with some celebrities. The the pseudo, okay. the pseudo good vibes, like let's prop everything up. Everything is great. Everything is beautiful. Everything is wonderful. Um, let's extol praise upon everyone because everything is great. Everything is fine. Like – Nigga, no, be regular right now. Because there are a lot of people whose stimulus checks came and went without them even seeing that shit. They don't give a fuck about Kylie Jenner right now. You know, there's a lot of of dudes, myself, who are cutting their own hair because they're not going to see their barber (laughs) for another couple months. You know? We we don't have to big up and extol praise on everyone and, and, and diddy bop all the time. Because again, there are people who are who are furloughed and don't have checks coming in, and they don't have anything right now to really diddy bop about, sir. Um, just for men, I'm sure it's available through Amazon. Just comb it through your hair a couple times, stay off IG Live, and then when you come back with like fully non gray hair, tapered up, then you know let's get back to business as usual, dude. But shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm over it. Oh, we ran the wheel, I guess. We sure as hell <laughs> did do one. Uh, Team Oz, thank you so much. Um, we greatly appreciate um, you sticking sticking with us through these trying times. Um, we're definitely going to stick with you. Uh, as much as humanly possible. We all need each other right now. Um, we need to stay focused. We're not out of the woods yet. I think we've I think we've avoided I'm I'm with Randall that I feel like we've avoided a worst case scenario. Um that just turns all this shit into an episode of counterpart. <laughs> um but um I but we're not out of the woods by a long shot at all. Um, the best thing we can do right now um, that each one of us can do is incur- continue to encourage social distancing, uh, practicing good hygiene and good habits, and um, honestly, just looking out for one another, man, and supporting, this is the most important one, supporting your essential workers. And Absolutely. that's going to go That's gonna go outside of just... Um, just during this time they're going to need your support uh in, at the voting booth too yep because we see now that 
essential that that the people that we basically shit on and just refuse to pay livable wages are more important are basically holding up the economy by themselves. Fifteen dollars an hour don't look so bad right now. Right. So so they deserve your respect. They deserve uh, your time and effort at the voting booth. And hopefully you will keep them. In, you will keep this moment in mind. Um, and I wrote a I wrote a whole essay, not a whole essay, but I wrote a kind of mini essay about this. Um, uh, essential workers and the superheroes burden is available on Black Nerd Problems right now. Okie dokie. Um, we will be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Um, until then, this has been episode eighty four. Of opinions while black. I have been Oz. I am still D. Randall. And as always, forever imparting titties. Yes. Sanitized titties. <laughs> Very important. Wash under the titty. And dry. Boob sweat. Dry it out all the, the boobs sweat. We don't want to pass anything on to anybody, okay? <laughs> Bye. <laughs>